Hey friends, thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care. This is your girl, Kristen Denise, also known as KD, and I am so grateful that you are joining us on our self-care journey. I want to ask you to remember to make sure that you subscribe so that you're always aware of a new conversation that drops, that you rate us because we want to know how we're doing. Give us five stars. And that you leave a review so that other people can know what we're talking about and know why they should join in on the conversation. Thank you so much for your help. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hey friends, it's your girl Kristen Denise, also known as KD, here with another episode of the Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care. Yay! Um, I know I sound a little crazy. Life has been lifing, and so my voice is doing its own thing. Um, this episode, as have been like the last two, is later than normal. But I think in the last episode, I explained that December is a, a little bit interesting for me. So the episodes are going to come when they come, but I promise they're going to keep coming. And if one can't come, I'll let you know in advance. Cool? Cool. Um, First thing... Special thank you to all of our listeners. We have crossed the 3,000 download mark for all of our, uh, across our various uh, episodes. Lord, I can't get my words together. Um, So thank you. Thank you to everybody who has listened. That really blessed me that there are 3,000 people who have listened or at least 3,000 episodes that have been listened to, whatever the case may be. It's... um, super duper appreciated. I feel it deep down in my soul that 3,000 times somebody has felt like I had something worthy of listening to. So thank you, friends. I really appreciate that. Our best episode is still planning to win in the fourth quarter. Y'all love that thing. Um, It is still the episode that has had the most downloads and listens. So I'm glad I actually may have something special along those lines over the next coming weeks. So we shall see. Um, but I'm super excited about what should be coming, hopefully in December, but possibly in January. Again, we shall see. Thank you to everyone that has purchased the new book, 28 Days to Launch. Um, super excited about how you will use it to bring your dreams to life and get to do something fun and new. Thank you, uh, to Sister Talk Radio Show for having me on and doing an interview and me getting to share about both the Black Girls Guide to Self-Care and the new book, 28 Days to Launch. It's been an eventful week since I last recorded. I, I do want to say that I've celebrated two of my really good friends' birthdays. My goddaughter's birthday was Friday. Her party was yesterday. My sugar bear was so stinking cute. Um, So super excited to get to do that and to be a part of that. Life is good. I took one final, praise God, on Friday. And I have a... Ending with a 91 in my chemistry class. I have one more final, one more class to take on Tuesday. Uh, as of now, I have an A in the class. We're going to hope that we keep that party going and it may stays an A. Um, let me think. Uh, let me also take a drink of water. Um, thank you for your patience. It's eventful. My mommy's coming into town this week, which means I'm going to spend like the next three days deep cleaning my house because, yeah. Um, I graduate this week on Saturday. That's crazy. Uh, That's actually super crazy. I haven't fully processed that yet, so I'm not going to talk about that too much. Um, I'm sure I'll have times to say when it's done. 
But it's it's been a lot of life over here with the Black Girls Guide to Self Care. Uh, hopefully, you've been living a lot of good stuff. Um, it's my encouragement to you to remember to celebrate. Uh, this is typically my down season. This is when my depression flares up something crazy and my anxiety. And so far, I've been able to kind of push from joy to joy, which has felt really good. Some of that is just having been so busy, excuse me, that I haven't um, been able to kind of just fully sit and be with myself, which I need to do um, in this in this time. So we'll see what this next week brings. It slows down a little bit because it's not like I have homework and a bunch of tests. I just have the one test um, to do on Tuesday. So that's my life. And thank you guys for being a part of it. I appreciate y'all. Y'all are awesome. Um, on to the next thing. Yay us. So we're going to just jump right into today's episode, which is about conducting a year end review. Now, most people know what a year end review is. A lot of people have them at their companies where they just evaluate your performance over the last year. These were your accomplishments. These might've been your pitfalls. This is where you went really well. This is what needs improvement. Here's some, you know, growth spots, blah, 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 whatever. And they tend to be very beneficial at work, but I am a person who is a strong advocate for conducting a year in review for your life. I'm naturally very self-reflective, like very, very in my head, very, very thinking things over and over and over again. Like I ruminate on stuff over and over and over again. I want to understand what went right, what went left, what went south, north, whatever. That's my natural inclination. Um, and, and funny enough, I used to use it in a very negative way. I used to always pay attention to what went wrong and pretty much only what went wrong when I ruminated on stuff. But now I have learned to pay attention to what goes right and why it went right. And to see the totality of a picture, nothing is a hundred percent perfect. Even when you have something where a bunch of stuff goes right, there were probably still one or two things that went wrong. Um, and when you have something that well, to- in the totality of where left, you probably still had a couple things that went right. And so I've learned how to be a little bit more um, unbiased in my evaluations and not assign good or bad, but to kind of look at the entirety of the scenario. And it's one of the things that has really, really helped me over the last couple of years to have a bomb.com year in the year to come. So December is normally a time when I do this. I, I honestly normally would have already started by now, but I, I told you what my year has been looking like. I told you what this last week has looked like. I ain't done nothing, but I'm going to do it in the week to come. I'm going to start my year in review. And I'm going to share that process with you so that hopefully you can have your year in review. And then you can, when you when you get into 2020, it can totally become the year of your dreams. Because that's what I want for all of us. That's what I'm expecting for me. And it's totally what I want to see for you. So a couple of quick things when you do your year review, at least this is how I do it. The first thing is I just kind of hit all my highlights for the year. Like what are the top three to five things that I have done this year that have happened this year that have made me feel amazing this year that I can say this gets a gold star. This was like a pivotal moment in my year. It made everything lead it up to it worthwhile even if everything leading up to it was crazy these are the things that when I reflect on 2019 I really want to remember it's like a high level view of your year so I can while I have not done my year review yet I can give you a couple of those things for me um, one of them will be going to Rwanda that was totally a highlight of my year utterly amazing experience still trying to figure out how I'm gonna get back 
One of them is going to Kenya. Oh my gosh, completely different experience from Rwanda, but absolutely beautiful. Still feel it super deeply in my soul. I've been communicating with my Kenyan brothers and sisters on like a daily basis because I miss them so much. Um, and super sweet, right? They miss me too. I've been sharing pictures from events, like all kinds of stuff um, because it was awesome. And, and those people really have found their way into my heart, not just the trip itself, but the people I interacted with. And I cannot wait to see them again because I plan to see them again in 2020 for an extended period of time. I'll tell you about those plans later. So that's one for me. Another or those are two for me. And then I'll give you just uh, well, I'll, let's see, I'll give you at least three or four. And then I'm going to stop on that one and move on to something else. A third one for me is um, at a former job I had with Be the, an organization called Be The Bridge. I put together a youth leadership summit um, called the Student Leadership Institute. And I designed that whole thing from top to bottom. I designed the daily schedule, uh, picked the session topics, created the um, application, and then was, you know, blessed and trusted to shepherd almost 30 young people through this three-day intensive, three-and-a-half-day intensive uh, becoming anti-racist leaders as students, you know, as middle and high school and a few college students, but helping them learn what it means to become anti-racist leaders in their local schools and their local communities. And that thing changed my life. Those kids blessed me so I still have. One of the things we did as a part of this experience was called warm fuzzies and what you were able to do or write notes to people throughout our time together of how they've impacted you or something, you know, you saw in them or whatever the case may be. And the things it's still sitting on my dresser, the things that those kids wrote, I review it from time to time. I'm going to definitely read through it again by the end of the year. But it was a reminder that um, my life has great impact. And sometimes impact further than what I've seen. And some of the things that they wrote, like one little girl who I felt like she was not feeling me the entirety of the uh, Student Leadership Institute because I'm the I'm also very much so like the enforcer of like rules and stuff. And so while I've learned to chill out in that and be sweet in that, it used to be hard for me to be sweet in that. I lean totally into authority. Um, I do not do that anymore. I don't lean totally into authority, but authority is still kind of where I start. And so I felt like I was getting on this baby's nerves the entirety of the trip. And after we ended on Sunday, because kids came on Thursday, they left on Sunday. After we ended on that Sunday, she sent me the most beautiful text message because all the kids have my phone number. It was like, if you need anything at any point, you can text me day or night. It does not matter. Um, like, and had me bawling, crying in Perimeter Mall because I went to the mall after it was over. To, I don't even remember. I think I was returning something. Um, and it was crazy because it was the person who I thought was least impacted by me. And she sent me this whole extra extended text message to say how significant of an impact I'd had on her life. And I was like, whoa. Um, so that was definitely, definitely a highlight for me in ways I just can't even explain, um, of how it has motivated me. It has pushed me even with some other things have happened that weren't so positive along those lines with that particular organization. That reminded me that in this season, in those moments, I was called to be exactly where I was doing exactly what I was doing, and God honored it uh, with the life change of the people that participated. Yes and amen. Um, another one, I'll be graduating next week. That is something that's been 20 years in the making. 
I've thought about going back to school off and on, like, plenty of times and had done it. Um, and I think, I don't know, I think it, maybe I always wanted my degree to be from FAMU and I didn't want it if it was going to be from somewhere else. And the stars aligned. This year, the stars aligned and I'm, I'm finished. I'm graduating. My friend has picked up my name card and my cap and gown for me already. And when I, I go to Tallahassee on Thursday, you know, and when I come back on Saturday, I come back as a graduate of the Florida Agriculture and Mechanical University. Something I started 20 years ago when I went down there in August of 1999. Um, but I get to finish it in December of 2019. And that testimony, that story, like I, God has already been using it to encourage people to go back to finish what they started um, I've gotten so much amazing feedback. My students love it. My students think it's the coolest thing ever. Um, and we're really mad that they couldn't come to my graduation. So I got to figure out something I could do with my little loves. But yeah, like highlights. And I have more. I'm excited. This might be one of my longest lists of highlights. 2019 overall, while it has some definite rough moments, has been really, really good to me. And I am grateful and so that's one thing. What are the things that went well? Um, second thing, what are some things that did not go as well? Um, and why? Like, pay attention, like, really dig deep and figure out it and see if you can figure out why they didn't go well. What was the holdup? What kept you from, I don't know, performing at your peak? What made somebody turn you down? What made whatever happened happen? And the same thing, try to do, you know, you don't have to do as many because it doesn't have to be an equal thing. I think my year has had far more joyful, uplifting, blessed type moments than it has had low moments in 2019 in particular. But what were some of the things that did happen that you can learn from and pay attention to? One of the things for me is that I started to actually see my cycles of depression um, because my life in and of itself was pretty chill. My life was super even kill, and because it was super even kill, when the depression came back, it had no trigger. It wasn't triggered by the holidays like it normally is. It wasn't triggered by financial hardship. I was making more than enough money. It wasn't, no, nothing was going wrong. My life was actually really, really good, and my depression still came back. So that sucked because I'm like, I don't want to be depressed. I want to feel the fullness of the joy of the moment that I'm in. Um, and I will say the sign of my depression so my depression shows up in various ways. Um, in the fall, when it comes by a traditional time of feeling depressed, of my depression kind of coming to the forefront, I feel everything super duper deeply. In particular, my sadness. Like it feels almost like a um, like a weighted blanket, and I feel everything like to the core of my being. And I'm highly emotional, and I cry a lot. Um, yeah. Well, when my depression came back earlier this year and it was just a cycle of depression, not being triggered by something else, I was numb. I didn't really feel anything good or bad. I could have, it, it took extreme, something really extreme for me to feel any emotion whatsoever. And that, uh, I don't like that either. Um, I was, I've been trying to figure out which do I prefer more? Like, do I want to be numb or do I want to feel things super, super deeply? I think well, it can be sometimes annoying for me. I land on the side of super deep because the numb for me was almost scary um, because I, I feel I'm a deep feeler in general. I'm a very sensitive soul. 
so not feeling things, things that in particular things that I know should have made me really happy and not having the joy from that was, it broke my heart. Um, so right. So that for me was definitely one of the things that happened this year. And I was like, what the heck is going on? Um, so that was a low, the way that my time ended with be the bridge was a low, um, won't get into too many details on that, but you know, I had a lot of feelings surrounding it and so something and I didn't actually get a chance to fully investigate it in the moment just because I had so much stuff going on so I do want to go back and investigate that and have some conversations around that um a low for me is one of my really good friends moving out of the city like that person Sam was like my rock that was my ride or die we did so much together I could call Sam in the middle of the day and say I needed a hug I could call Sam in the middle of the day and say, let's go shopping. And he pretty much always obliged. We were um, darn near inseparable while he was here. And so Sam not just being down the street, it's not just a quick phone call. Me being able to literally count on my hands the number of times I've seen Sam over the last four or five months hurts my heart a little bit. And by a little bit, I mean a lot because one of my, somebody who became very quickly a, a dear friend of my life and someone who became very significant to me was gone and not permanently gone. Obviously he just moved, but that changed the dynamic of what we could do in our friendship. Um, flip side, I love him and appreciate him so much more because having him not so close by has, has shown me exactly what he meant to me. Um, as a friend, as a, just a dear friend and support. Uh, he sent me a message the other day. He was like, yo, I love you. And he used this nickname that he gave me that I'm not telling y'all cause I don't need nobody else calling me that nickname. Um, but it made me cry cause it was just a sweet reminder that I am seen and loved and known. And it came completely out the blue. Like nothing else was happening. He just was like, yo, I love you. And I was like, man, I love you. And I miss you so much brand. So, you know, that was a low and I know, I definitely know why that was a low. Um, so do both. What went really well? What was exciting? Like what blessed your heart, you know, gave you energy to get to the next thing. And then what went really left? What didn't feel so good? What, you know, could have gone better? Where could you learn and grow from? Both of those things were relevant and they're important. And those are lessons you need to take into the next year. Um, another thing with my year in review, I totally evaluate the people in my life. So what went well, what went left, uh, who's here and how have they helped me grow? Who are the people I spent the most time texting, talking to, interacting with? Um, and again, like what was the value add? I know a ton of people. I've done a lot of stuff over the years. So I legitimately know a ton of people and but I'm not close to everybody everybody doesn't know the intimate details of my life and I don't really share that with a lot of people so I think mostly other people who I'm closest with who are the people who I could text in, in my dark places and helped me to find my light again um it's one of the things I got to say about my friend Melanie at her birthday party is that she's trustworthy and thoughtful because I could trust her with my dark places and you just can't do that with everybody. Everybody can't handle your darkness, but Melanie not only can handle my darkness, she's offered to sit with me in it. And that is a gift. Um, so think of the people in your life. Who are you interacting with the most, doing the most with? What's the value add? 
Where, where are they helping you to be a better person? Also think of where you're adding value to them. Make sure your relationships aren't one-sided. I've had, now I've had some years where some of my relationships have been more one-sided than I wanted them to be, but it was just the nature of what was going on that year. Um, but it allowed me to be aware of that so that in the next year I could put forth effort in investing back in them the same way they had been investing in me. Because I do believe while it may never be the same, that it is important for it not to be one-sided. So who are those people that you need to invest back in? What are the relationships that you need to add something to? Are there some relationships you need to pull away from because they are one-sided and not with good reason, if that makes sense. There are sometimes some of my relationships feel a little bit more one-sided. But when I say it's totally with good reason, I have friends that have multiple kids that are in school, married, and they have like 97 billion things going on. So it's I recognize it's harder for them to show up. It's not personal. It's not that they don't love me. It's not that they don't want to be there. When they can, they do show up. But they don't have the same flexibility I have in this particular season. But they acknowledge it. They still show their appreciation. And they're not just like, oh, you just got a deal. Like, they want to be there. Life circumstances are just kind of getting in their way. And I respect that. So when you're doing this, I'm talking about people you need to pull away from. I'm talking about people where it's totally one-sided. And they're trying to keep it that way. They don't care about adding value back into you. Um, They have no desire to do that. It's not that they have oh so much going on in their life. It's just that you're not a priority to them in the same way that you have prioritized them. And friend, and for the sake of self-care, you need to create some distance there. You need to walk away from that. You've got to make sure. I don't always get poured back into from the same places I pour out into, but I'm always getting poured back into so that I continue to have something to pour out of from, you know? So if that's not what's happening in some of your relationships, as you do your relationship evaluation, let that go. There are people who have let go in one season and been able to bring them back in another. Like relationships are cyclical and that's fine, but you can't afford to be pouring out, pouring out, pouring out, pouring out, and nothing's coming back in. That's not okay. Um, even my friends who are super busy, like I said, who are, who are moms, who are wives or who are dads and husbands and students and entrepreneurs and some of everything else, while they may not be able to show up all the time, they do show up and they do make it a point to show me, um, that they love and care for me. And that's significant and important. And it's definitely what should be done. And the same is true for you. So we've evaluated the highs and lows of our big activities. We've now evaluated our relationships. Look at the goals you set at the beginning of the year or technically at the end of last year. How many of those goals have you achieved? How many things have you crossed off your list? Did you add new goals and take some old goals away mid-year? I did. One of my goals, I definitely ended up, I started working on it and was moving along and then school happened and it, I pressed stop on that altogether because school became the new goal and it was going to take time, energy and effort. And I only got so many hours in a day, but I can honestly say the, uh, the, well, out of the five big goals I set at the beginning of the year, I've accomplished four of them. And out of the, the, like I said, the one I removed, it got replaced with finishing school and I've accomplished that too. So out of the six, we'll say big goals I set at the beginning of the, well, this year, seven, 
because I went to Kenya, that was actually a goal too. So uh, across the course of this year, if you include just personal goals, there were seven. If you talk about work goals too, I probably had 10, 12 without me sitting down and doing the actual evaluation in front of me goals that I wanted to accomplish this year. And I can only think of one I did not accomplish. And it's not even because I couldn't, it's because I took it off the list to refocus my time and energy on finishing college. For me, this year has been a win. Okay. Um, I still count it because it was a goal I set, even though it was eventually replaced. So for me, it's important to still count it because I actually made quite a bit of progress on it. And when I choose to pick it back up again, which will probably be the top of 2020, honestly. Um, but when I choose to pick it back up again, I'm like, it's such a good foundational place much further along than I was when I initially said it, that I am so excited about what's to come. Um, so yeah, like your goals, what goals did you set? Where did you fall off? What, you know what I think like, I have one more goal where I fell off. I had a goal of reading a certain number of books and I am so behind right now. And it's because I had to refocus time and energy towards some other activities throughout the year. And I did not get to read as much as I normally would. So I think right now I've, I've, had, I've finished 13 or 14 books so far this year. My goal number was much higher than that. Um, so I am going to spend some concentrated time reading over the next couple of weeks as life kind of cools off some, in particular the Christmas break. I don't know where I will finish that at, but... I am honestly not certain that I will get to my goal because I got quite a few more books to read if I'm going to hit it. And I just don't know if that's going to be the case. And it's okay. Uh, This is not to berate yourself if you did not accomplish all of your goals. This is to celebrate the goals that you did accomplish. And this is to see what things you want to carry over into the new year if you didn't accomplish it. And this is to see for the things that you didn't accomplish if you can figure out why. If we understand our process and how we got to a particular place, we are more apt to be able to compensate for it in the year to come. So that is the year in review. It's literally just a review. The highlights of the activities, the highlights of the goals, the highlights of the people that are uh, that were in your life for 2019. So, again, step one. Big things that went really well, that really impacted you, that kind of made your positive at least uh, three to five. You can get if you got more, put more. Um, I actually have a goal of going through every month and kind of listing something for each month of the year. But that's because I've been doing this for a while. So I can I'm pretty good at highlighting the different things throughout the year. For me, if this is your first time, that may be a little bit difficult for you to reflect back on. If you keep a planner or a journal that can help you in this process. Um, so highs and lows of activities of your year, second part, the people in your life, who are the people that really helped you make it through this year with a smile on your face, um, who helped you to keep pushing when it wasn't so easy to keep pushing. And then who are the people who you may need to create some distance from? What are the relationships that might need some space or at least a conversation? I will say this, I ended 20, what is it? 2018 having a really, really a serious conversation about the state of my friendship and whether or not it would move forward with Sam. And uh, we sat and it was super real. It didn't come. It wasn't loud and angry and angsty. It was really just a conversation of saying, this is what I saw. This is what it made me feel. Um, And this is how I want to move forward. And if we can't make that work, know that I love you because I do. And that hasn't changed, but also know that I love myself enough to not invest in something that's not going to be good for me long term. 
And in that moment, we were able to hit like a reset button almost. And again, I told you, one of the lows of my years, the fact that my friend isn't close by and he's still showing major love and sending crazy support and blessing my life. So something to consider uh, that those conversations, while sometimes challenging, can put you in the best place possible for your friendships to flourish. So. That's that. And then the last thing is a goals evaluation. What were the goals you set? In particular, personally, I'm going to include personal and professional um, simply because I don't I actually don't have a lot of uh, barriers like barriers that stop my life from kind of crossing from those different realms from personal and professional. Um, the things I do professionally are significant to me personally. I only do work that I really, 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 really believe in. Um, and I work in nonprofit, all the other stuff. So I want to really, really look at that and see, um, you know, out of those goals as well, what was I able to get done and what, you know, what was a high, low, all of that and the reasons why. Um, and then my year end review is complete. So have fun completing your year in review, friends. Um, let me know what shakes like was the year better than you realized. Oh, did the year not quite go the way you wanted it to? How did how did shape? Let me know. I love you guys so much. I um, if this is a hard season for you, I send you love and light, and I am praying for opportunities for joy for your spirit. If this is a fun season for you, I pray that your joy be amplified ten times over, and it can carry you on the days that don't feel so good. Um, as you're conducting your year in review, I pray that you give yourself grace. I pray that you get understanding for why things went a way that they did in particular, if it was a way that you didn't like. And I pray for wisdom and insight to know how to use what you've learned to help you have the year you want next year. If you didn't have the year you wanted this year. Um, remember, you can pick up the Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care on Amazon.com. You can pick up 28 Days to Launch on Amazon.com. Um... And I love you so much, friends. Have an amazing day. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of the Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care. If you're ready to get started on your own self-care journey and you need some help, check out the Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care workbook. You can find it on Amazon.com, and we would love for you to have it to help you in your self-care journey. You can also join us on social media. We have a Facebook group, The Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care. On Twitter, you can find us at Black Girl Self-Care. And on Instagram, we are Black Girl Self-Care Revolution. So come on over and join us online. Keep the conversation going um, and stick with us in between episodes. Love you so much. Thank you for joining me today, and I just hope that you have an amazing rest of your day, month, week, year, that it is literally you living your best life. So, till next time, be well.